the funny thing is like, I started speaking in public schools um, through a pregnancy testing center. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually asked me to come help teach absence education in public schools. I went and helped out, and I really enjoyed it. Talking to junior high, high school students about sex is fun. <laughs> I don't know how many people would agree with you on that one, but... I'll- Yes. O- only because it was I was able to help them make some better choices. Mm-hmm. The idea that I'm I'm willing to talk openly about stuff. Let's be open and honest about sex. You guys know what sex is. Sometimes you bring up stuff, kids go smirking and laughing, and they know they're watching YouTube. They're watching stuff. These kids who have cell phones are watching porn mm-hmm. on their devices, so they know they think they know what sex is, but they don't know the whole truth. And so I wasn't one saying, hey, don't, don't, don't. I was saying, hey, the best choice, I think, is to wait till you're married. That was the best choice. Uh, we talk about all the ideas out there, but I was open and honest about it. And I would tell my story, too, about no one told me the facts and the stuff I thought that was wrong. So I enjoyed that. But in the midst of that, I realized that kids need help more than just that one area of sex. They need help with, um, you know, drugs, alcohol, um, self-confidence, um, just all kind of choices. So then through that, Hello, Mr. Brown was born. That's pretty cool. I like that. I'm thinking, where is this abstinence, making better choices, education in high school right now? I, I think we got, we got other sex things being taught in schools today. Mm. And I, I think abstinence has fallen on hard times because people say, well, kids, abstinence didn't teach them things. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about all the stuff, but I'm still going to tell you what the best choice is. Because yeah. you cannot argue with me that the safest way is not a condom. The safest way is not birth control pill. The safest way is self-control. Yes. The safest way is choosing not to do those things. And, and even speaking to kids who have. And one, one of the stories I really remember, it happened several times. One of the illustrations I gave at the end of our presentation, because a lot of times we would go for a whole week. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd fill in for the for the sex ed teacher or for the edu- uh, health class teacher yeah. for the whole week. And so we talk about all these things, talk about STDs, we show pictures, all this stuff, right? And I think sometimes talking about sex like that, kids can feel guilty because they maybe have had sex or maybe they've been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And so I remember ending all of our our time with this one illustration. And sometimes I would do it in one day. Like we go do assembly and talk to the whole high school. Now I remember this illustration that we do, we crack an egg and I have a student come up. I say, hey, come here, come here. I crack an egg, put it in a bowl and say, hey, put this back together. And some of the kids were reaching and start trying to put the egg back together. They're just mm-hmm. they're trying to put it back together. You can't put it back together. And I would say some of you would think this this egg is useless, but no, you can make an omelet out of this egg. You can you can't hard boil it anymore, but you can scramble and make an omelet, lots of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so we use the illustration to teach you. Listen, if you've been sexually abused, if someone's hurt you, if you didn't choose to give your virginity away, you can still consider yourself a virgin because your virginity is something you choose to give away. Mm-hmm. And if someone abused you, that's not you. That's them. Mm-hmm. And so you're not useless. You're not. You're not. You're you're still valuable, mm-hmm. and it was so interesting. I remember two t- cases, and were both girls. One girl came up to me right afterwards. She said, "Mr. Brown, what if you've been gang raped?" And I looked at her and said, "I'm so sorry." Oh, I said, thing. "Listen, I know." I said, "I'm sorry to happen to you," you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, "But listen, that does not define who you are. That may define those people who did that to you, but that doesn't define who you are. Yes, you may need to get some counseling, get some help, but that does not define you. Mm-hmm. You're you're not worthless. You still have value." Another time I was teaching, I was team teaching with somebody, a young lady, Stacy. Shout out to Stacy if you're watching. I had a great time teaching with her because we got a, a different balance, guy and a girl talking, right? Um, and we did the illustration, and immediately this girl who was in the back row is this this classroom room was like an auditorium, and it went up. And uh, this girl was over in the corner the whole time. She had her head down, wasn't really paying attention, but she wasn't disrespectful for me. If you're not disrespectful and you got your head down, hey. Mm-hmm. You're still listening. I know you are. You can't help but to listen, right? Yeah. Um, and at that point, it was the first time she looked up. And afterwards, she made a beeline to the station and had a conversation afterwards. And it was like, you know what? 
we're providing these kids hope yeah. um, and, and we're educating them about things, about choices, but I want to be able to to help them. So I still do sex education. I'll still come yeah. and talk about it um, because to me, it's not an awkward thing. I believe personally, sex is a gift from God. And I think we have taken that and used it in all kind of wrong ways. It's kind of like a fireplace. Use the expression too. A fireplace, a fire in a fireplace is a great thing, mm-hmm. but take that same fire, put it in the living room on your couch. You got a problem. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> And so I Doesn't think, work. yeah. And so for me, I think that's what we teach when it comes to that. It comes down to a choice. And we even talk about what if you all the choices you have to face. What you have to think about those choices because they have consequences. So I don't think sex is a bad thing. Don't, don't, don't. And that's one thing I, I didn't come across because I was told don't, 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 don't. You know, mm-hmm. but never one ever told me what to do with my hormones. Like yeah. I'm 13, girls look better than basketballs. What do I do with this? <laughs> Not only that. I'm watching music videos. I'm watching Britney Spears half naked dancing around. Something's going on in my body and no one talked about that. And so I think it's important to talk about these and help kids walk through these things, but ultimately give them the facts and say, hey, you got some choices to make. And if you choose this, this may happen. If you choose this, this may happen, but it's your choice. And I want to prepare you with those choices. Um, something you said that's kind of resonating in my head right now, and especially in the world we live in today, self-control. It seems like nobody ever talks about it. It's We don't have to have self-control. It's about everybody's about making themselves feel good and mm-hmm. how can we make what we feel good okay. Right. And just because something makes us feel good and makes us happy, drugs, sex, whatever it may be, doesn't mean that we should do it. I agree. I- and I feel like there's nobody out there talking about self-control that it's just like oh you can do whatever you want that makes you feel good it's okay we'll justify it somehow and part of me thinks and this is this is just me thinking off the top of my head some of it is the adults who are not talking about self-control telling kids they can do whatever they want to because it makes them feel better about their own choices yeah because they want to be able to do what they want to do right and and even say i did that so it was okay Mm -hmm. and we can just look at life life is not that way i mean Mm -hmm. i look at when you say self-control i automatically think of delayed gratification Mm -hmm. we need to learn delayed gratification we want everything right now and i think it is we're seeing that right now we're Mm -hmm. seeing the consequences of that and i think kids are growing up way too fast i mean you're giving fifth fourth third grader cell phones there's a cell phone season in your life you're not in that season yet yeah and i think we've lost that ability to really step back and look life has seasons there's some called delay gratification and i think you know this may sound crazy but i think we've lost some of that because of the industrial revolution mm-hmm. now that sounds crazy right everything became manufactured like yeah you, you can just cookie cut everything right and we started losing agricultural where you can learn hey you plant that seed today come back in nine months or six months whatever it is you come back yeah. later for the seed now our kids want it right now Mm-hmm. Like I remember some kids, they were doing that little, I don't know if do it anymore, but they were planting a seed in a little half uh, milk carton yeah. put, and they put it up in the windowsill, came back the next day. Well, it's, it's not working. Look, it's going to take, it's going to take a while for it to work. And I think we have lost that in our culture because everything is right now and we're losing because there's something that happens in the, the growth process mm-hmm. when you have to wait on something, when you build patience and we don't have that. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It is because I think our kids are going to miss out on a lot if they don't learn delayed gratification and self-control. Like, mm-hmm. I can't have everything I want right then. Matter of fact, I just saw a video. It was it was kind of funny, but some people have different views on it. But it's this guy, heavier guy, on the airplane. He's at the window seat. Little girl's in the middle seat. Her mom is in the, the aisle seat. And uh, the lady looks over to the man and says, excuse me, sir, um, do you mind if my daughter switches seats with you? She really likes to see, you know, the airplanes take off and land. And she likes to see that. And he's sitting there eating his food or whatever. And he goes, oh. He says, no. 
it's probably good that your daughter realized she can't everything she wants to and how to deal with that you know, know. <laughs> like, and the lady was appalled that this guy would not give up his seat mm-hmm. for the little girl but she, he was like it's good she learned this lesson while he's just smacking her this food <laughs> and i thought what you know he has a point there is a point there there is a point there that your daughter cannot have everything she wants just because you ask sometimes the answer is no and just because she's this cute little girl doesn't mean she's going to get exactly what she wants when she wants it mm-hmm. and i think for my kids one thing we've tried to teach them over and over again i, I probably i do it all the time even now kids will come out daddy, daddy can we do this can we do this when they do that they're not really asking can they mm-hmm. they're telling you they want to do it they're being polite but mm-hmm. daddy i want to do this right now and so my response to them is what are you going to say if I say no? That's the answer. Mm-hmm. So my, my response is, what are you going to say if I say no? They, are no, they know they should say okay. Because either way, I say yes or no, they're going to say okay. Then I say, what are you going to say if I say yes? Okay. And sometimes I'll say no just because I want to see how they respond. And they'll go, okay. And, and, and that's, that's the exchange I want. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back. And if I want to say yes, I'll say yes. But I want them to understand just because you want something doesn't mean you're going to get it. Exactly. And that has been something I think for a while now that they, they've grown into. It doesn't always work perfectly, mm-hmm. but I want them to understand that. And it's funny because I have three kids. Uh, my older daughter's Jasmine. She's uh, she's uh, ooh, turning 30 soon. Oh, wow. uh, I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. So all of them at one point in their lives have come up to me and said these words, Daddy, we can't have that, can we? <laughs> Because they knew. They, <laughs> they knew. knew. They knew. But I'm not trying to be the mean guy. But at the same time, I want them to learn you can't have everything you want when you want it. Because you mm-hmm. can be so excited about something. And as soon as you hear no, but, you know, and then you have this argument going on. So I want you to be prepared for a no. Because here's the thing. If you're not ready or willing to hear no, you don't deserve a yes.